In today's Mishnah, we learn the 12th and 13th Mishnah from the 10th Perak of Masech de Uruvin. And in yesterday's Mishnah, we began learning about differences between laws that apply outside the base of Mikdash, but they do not apply inside the base of Mikdash because they're defined as a Shvut, meaning something that's prohibited on a rabbinic level, and many Shvutim will see, learn some exceptions in today's Mishnah were uh, permitted in the base of Mikdash. So one of these is as follows. Machzirin Tzir HaTachtum B'Mikdash. The Tzir, it refers to a hinge, but the hinges in no time were not like the ones we have today. Basically, on the top and the bottom of the door, there were pins, or bolts or pins, and they would be seated in holes at the bottom or the top of the door. So here we're referring to kalim, so utensils, and we're talking about doors on a, for example, a chest or a cupboard. And in this case, the mission begins by saying, if the tzir hatachton, the bottom hinge, pops out, then you could push it back in place, however, not outside the base of Migdash. Why? That is because while the tzir hatachton, only the tzir hatachton has come out of place, but the tzir ha'erli on the upper hinge is still in place, then it's very easy to be slid back into place. And it would not constitute a malacha, it's only asumi de rabbanan. I mean, it's asked on a rabbinic level. Why? Because the concern you might sort of bang it in place with, say, an axe or other utensils and or, or knock it in with nails, and then it will be a proper malacha. However, the Mishnah continues, if the top hinge pops out, then kan the kan asur. Even the beta migdash will be asur. Why? Well, there are two explanations. One understanding is that once the top hinge pops out, it's like the door's going to fall off. Then by putting it back in place one would be doing a proper malacha, be, be, like it would be bone. Another understanding, actually, is that it wouldn't be considered a malacha bone. However, there are certain shvutim that even the base of Migdash are asur, the more what's called a chamur shvut, a more, more extreme version of a shvut, and this would constitute one of them because if there's a gzera, out of concern someone will bang it back in place with a, with a hammer and the like. However, Rabbi Yehuda disagreed, says, He says, when it comes to the base of Migdash, one is able to return even the elyon, even the upper one. Why? Because he understands ein binyan bekelim. He says it would not be the malacha of bone, it would only be asun mid rabbanan, and the base of Migdash, as we said, would not cause a shvut. However, the hatachton bebedina, meaning outside the base of Migdash, where shvutim do apply, then one would be able to return the bottom hinge that popped out, because again, we explained that due to its location and the fact that the door is still in place, it would be easy to pop back in, and therefore there's no concern that someone would then come and do a proper malacha of the Torah, like banging it with nails and like. However, if the top one popped out in the Medina, it would be forbidden to put it back in place. Let's continue now with the 13th Mishnah. Mach One is allowed to return a retia. Uh, of Aloma Benina. What are we referring to? So Rati is like a plaster or a bandage of sorts that has some sort of ointment or cream on it. So the concern is outside the base of Mikdash, there's exer against putting such a ratia on, such a bandage with the cream or the or the ointment on it, because we're concerned that someone might do what's called memareach, they might smear it, and that will be part of the malacha of memachek, which is a malacha on Shabbos. So therefore, in the Medina, even if someone had an existing one there and took it off, he wouldn't be able to put it on. However, in the Beis Migdash, one would be able to, because it's only a Shavuot, it's only Asumid Rabbana. And for, in this context, the, it is important for the coin to remove it. Why? Because when he's doing Malach in the Beis Migdash, he can't have any Chatzitzi, he cannot have any other intervening substance that separates between his hand and, say, the Malach he's doing. So therefore, he would have to take it off temporarily, and then he'd be able to put it back. However, the Mishnah continues, in Betchila, however, if we're referring to someone who didn't have a bandage on at all, then Kan Vikan Asur. Then both in the base of Migdash and outside the base of Migdash, it would be Asur. 
why inside the base of Mikdash is an asur? That is because, despite the fact we said a shvut, and this is the rabbanon is mutar in the base of Mikdash, that is when it's for the needs of the base of Mikdash itself. However, in this case, since he didn't have one on initially, and he simply wants to put it on, that is his own personal need and not the needs of the base of Mikdash. The Batanur here quotes the Gemara that adds that the situation outside the Beis Hamikdash, where the Chachamim said it's prohibited to put back a retia, put back this bandage on Shabbat, is only if it fell off or came off and fell onto the floor. However, if the person removed it and is still holding it in his hand, or even put it on top of a kli, on top of a utensil, then he would be able to return it to its location. Let's learn the next case. Koshrin nima b'mikdash. Here referring to the harps or lyres that were used in the Beis Hamikdash, and one of the nimim, one of the strings, broke on Shabbat. So what the Mishnah saying is that the levy would be able to retie it because this is one of the instruments they needed for part of the shir, for the part of the avodah in the base of Migdash. Not really avodah, but it was the levy played this music at certain points in, during the day when the korban were offered and the like. So therefore this was a tzorach in the Migdash and therefore one would be able to retie the strings on Shabbat itself. There's a discussion actually whether what type of tying that it'd be able to do, whether we're referring to a Keshe kaima, which would actually constitute a real Malacha, or whether the only thing that was permitted is actually a Keshe Sha'ina kaima, not a, per- a temporary knot. But that's the Kati sites of the Machokoptin Rashi and who got the Bartanura. However, the Mishnah says, Abal Lobe Medina, a string from an instrument that broke, outside the Beis Migdash, one would not be able to retie it. In other words, this Isudra Banan of tying the string, which again is a Shvut that's only permitted in the Beis Migdash. The Mishnah Habit continues, in Batchila, if, however, it wasn't tied from this harp or lyre prior to Shabbat, then Kan Vakan Asur, even the base of Migdash, it would be Asur. Why? Because it's something he could have done prior to Shabbat. And the justification of tying on in, in the base of Migdash, it's what's called a Machshire Mitzvah. It's something that's required for the sake of a Mitzvah, but if that requirement could have been done prior to Shabbat, it does not override Shabbat. Next case, Chotchim Yabelet. Yabelet is a, either a blister or a wart in the base, in the Migdash. One is able to cut it off, meaning with one's hands, not with a kli, of medina, not outside the base amigdash. This is even with a shinui. For example, someone's going to use their hands to break this yabelet off. Why? Because there's a concern that he might actually use a kli to do so, which is, say, a knife or scissors, and then he would be doing the malacha, of effectively, which is a derivative of gozes, which is shearing. So why is this permitted to do it with a shinui in the base of Migdash? Well, firstly, the fact that it's a shinui is, means it's a shvut, and once again, shvutim are permitted in the base of Migdash. But why is this particular shvut allowed? Well, that is because there's two explanations exactly what blister we're talking about. Either it's one that's on a kohen, which invalidates him from serving, and therefore we can remove it to enable him to do now the avoda, or referring to another explanation that about neuroscience is that we're actually dealing with an animal itself. And this particular blister is one is a mum for a korban, meaning it's a blemish that invalidates his korban from being used, and removing it would allow one to offer this korban. However, it says, however, if one's going to use a kli, say for example scissors or a knife, to remove the abelet, then we say kan kan asur. In both places, moving the, this wart with a kli would be prohibited even in the base of Migdash. Why? Because then it is absolutely a malacha. It is a malacha of gozes, of shearing, and one will not be able to do that on Shabbat. Um, those are the Mishnah today.